0: TheOAMNetwork.com.
1: Hey guys, not all athletes are created equal. Individual programs are the best way to reach your full athletic potential but they're expensive. We've created a training system that allows us to test you and place you into one of our program designs based on your strengths and weaknesses. Because of this, you can get the full effect of an individualized program without the cost. So go check it out under programs at garageathletes.com What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Garage Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Metz, and we have got something a little bit different for you today. Um, I have with me this afternoon the coordinators and owners of two of the largest CrossFit events, competitor-wise, In the world, that would be Eric Richards, owner of the Garage Games and founder of GG1, also known as Garage Games 1, and Ty Hansen, creator of Breeze Scoring and the Pensacola Beach Brawl. Both of these events have well over a 1,000 competitors every year. They normally cap off, and uh, they can't even take any more. So it's safe to say they know a little bit about what's going on when it comes to competitions for CrossFit. So Eric, Ty, good to have you guys on. Hey, good to
2: see Great you. Thank you. Glad uh, to be here. Yeah, it's good to be here.
1: So we, went, we were talking the other day, and, um, and actually we probably need to get this out of the way first. The Garage Games and Garage Athletes are two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People get that confused sometimes. So we are not affiliated with the exception of having both really, really cool names. That's true. So um, Eric and I work closely together. We do work with the Garage Games, Garage Athletes, do video and stuff like that for them. Um, Very cool company. Not the same company, though. So um, what I wanted to talk about today, because both the Pensacola Beach Brawl is part of the Garage Games. um, And the Garage Games is a series of a bunch of different events. It's not just GG1. I think a lot of people think it's just that one big event that's every year um so i i just wanted to go over because the sport has changed so much in the last let's say five years or so um when it comes to competing obviously the elite are getting more elite there is a larger pool of people that want to compete but are not anywhere near that level and uh it's just getting harder to go to regionals and the games and and do well at that so Mm -hmm. i want to talk about what we see Coming up, which is things like Wadapalooza, the Granite Games, and, and the growth of all these other things like GG1 and Pensacola and how they're getting just gigantic. And, and what does that mean? What does it say? So l- let's just start off here right quick. Um, Eric, tell us a little bit about your background, who you are, how you got started with what you're doing, and then we'll, we'll move on to tie.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, I own, I'm a partner in uh, three CrossFit boxes. I've been in the CrossFit world for nine and a half years. So it's, you know, I guess I'm a veteran from that standpoint. Yeah. Seen it all develop. Um, and, you know, it's funny because competition started... Really, it was kind of uh, just mimic the games on the ranch. You know, you're talking Aeromis, California, years ago, 2007, first games. Anyone can show up to that. No, you know, there's no, no qualifying uh, you know, need at that point in time. And, uh, and we're watching it from afar, from basically from blog posts a day later. Like, that's how we're seeing it, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, and we, you know, everyone's like, yeah, it's cool. We, we'd like to see some more competition. We if you to subscribe to the journal. If you subscribe to the journal, exactly. <laughs> Back then, yeah, it was funny. It was. I remember uh, uh, Shane, the IT uh, uh, partner in the uh, the Garage Games. Uh, remember, he and I were like, "Man, what's like, what's going on? Have you have you been able to see anything? Have you heard anything? Who's over there? What's happening? Who's like this OPT guy? Remember him? We've seen him in video. Is he winning? I don't know. Maybe no one's. There's no post yet. You know, <laughs> you're just trying to. Figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, nobody knew who, who's James Fitzgerald. I yeah. don't know, but that OT OPT guy is doing good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Wait, what? He's a who? He's a the same person? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, so really, we started having competitions. You know, back then. I mean, we're talking 2009, um, just to have competition. And at that time, typically, what happened is, anytime you had a competition, if you got the word out. Uh, people show up who were the now regional competitors because regionals then comes on, you know, two years later, and that's it. Like everyone that you know, and we're all the same group. So you go to competition, you say, "Hey, it's the same fifty people <laughs> every single time, right?" And that's what it was. I mean, you just get to know all these same guys and girls who are competing and it was way less girls than guys of course it still is but it was significantly more more slanted I don't know time. I would
1: almost maybe say it's slanted I bet there's somebody who's doing statistics on that there's, I almost feel
2: like there's more girls Well in the scaled division there there typically is yeah. it's amazing how many women will come out and compete um, yeah. So but yeah so that's kind of the background um yeah, I am a chiropractor and that's you know my whole thing is the health side of things and so just love the idea of helping to grow competition so you know, garage games. We start with one event, and then one becomes a series of five the first year, and then it becomes fourteen, and some up in the Northeast. And next thing you know, we just say, "Hey, we want to help bring competitive CrossFit to the world." That's kind of what what our tagline is. And so at that point, we said, "Well, who can we partner with to help bring good events?" And so that's where we started. And now, you know, we'll talk about now in a little bit, I guess, because that's a whole new whole new ball. Yeah,
1: it's a whole different ball game and that's what I want to get into is is what we think is what is going on now and what we think is going to be going on. So that is a story kind of in a nutshell. Um not in a nutshell. That's a weird thing to
2: say. A Things shell. are in nutshells, but only nuts usually, I would think. Typically,
1: yeah. So that's and I don't kinda... think you could fit that into a nutshell. So Ty, um tell us your story. You have been a part of the garage games for uh, how how long now? Because you've been doing the beach brawl for 4 years. Were you a part yeah, of the garage games Yeah, we started before? the
0: beach brawl we started the beach ball in 2012 and kind of stepping back. Um, I played college baseball at UCF and then got a little out of shape. So I realized I need to do something, started running. I got old, started in triathlons. So that was fun. Actually, I met um, Eric and Andy, I believe that was the first time we met. We yeah. did an adventure race together, like back in 2010.
1: Oh, man, you those guys in those and, adventure uh, races.
0: Blue Ridge. <laughs> it was really fun. And anyways, just that- kind of... At that point, I was still doing triathlon stuff, so for for the adventure race, I was in really good shape for that. And then kind of found CrossFit. Uh, I was actually kind of doing CrossFit then, but then after the adventure race, I remember I really got serious with it. And Garage Games won in 2011, I believe, was my first competition I ever did. And, you know, I remember Schrader was there, OPT, like all these these were there, and I was like, holy cow, that was my first one. Um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> was... so I really started getting into that, and then it was, it all of a sudden became, ooh, we should do one. Like, that would be cool. We could do one at Pensacola Beach, and then, you know. Yeah, because the
1: you, the you, are, history. You, were from, you were from Pensacola area, right?
0: Oh, I grew um. up in Niceville, um, okay. and I've lived in Gulf Breeze, which is right outside of Pensacola, mm-hmm. since 2007, so... Um, yeah, I'm from you know this this area in the area,, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, you came up for the garage games and decided, man, that is cool. We need that. We're on yeah. that, and then it just kind of started from so there.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I love to compete. So that was my, like my first competition I did, and then I just kept doing them and doing them. And then I was like, well, I'm gonna do this myself.
2: Yeah, so, I think top- yeah. You know, Ty quickly became one of those people that you you'd see at competitions. You know, like I was saying now this is not when he when you came on the scene. We're not at that like, hey, it's the same fifty people. You know, now it's a bigger thing, but still there's that core of people who you just kind of relied on. You know, you expect to see Justin Key. You know, at the events, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and Ty became Shout one out of those to guys. Key, yeah, yep. All of a sudden, you're like, hey, Ty, Ty's there. He's yep, he's there. He's yeah. always there. Every event. So, there's fun, Ty. Man. so Ty,
1: what? Used to, um, go
0: to, used to go to all the ones.
1: Yeah, so, so you, uh, so Eric and Ty, both you guys, it kind of just started naturally, organically, I guess you would say, as far as you, you fell in love with it, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I need to take this thing the next to the next level. Now, Ty, you opened up a gym. Now, did you do that before or after your first event?
0: After. So after. we opened up Mako in March of 2013. So by then, we had already done a beach brawl, but... Opening that up and having it grow really helped us in two thousand thirteen because we had a much bigger you know, the first year we had like six hundred and fifty people or ish, which was a very good off for the first year. Yeah, it
2: was huge. And for, that quickly grew one. to like
0: nine hundred or so the second year. So having the affiliates and having all that you know, having the gym to kinda of market it through and having that that support system was awesome because you know, you had nine hundred people, we have four stations going on. You need a lot of judges and volunteers and having a gym, you a feeder know feeder system that you're running out of just yeah, it always yeah, it always you know, like, makes life a lot easier.
1: Oh, so that's cool. Yes, it almost sounds backwards because a lot of people they open up a gym and they're like, "We need to help promote the gym because we need to get more people in here." So let's do an event. <laughs> You're yeah. like, "I want to do an event." You're like, "You know what? We need volunteers." Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, open up a gym.
0: Exactly. <laughs> the first year, we the first year we actually ran it out of uh, Cross-Signal Freeze, so we had you know a decent yeah. um, theater system there, and then me and three of my other partners wanted to open up a location and. And uh, Pensacola, so that's you know that's the There was a big hole. I mean, there's nothing up there when we opened it or where we opened it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I actually got in 2012. I remember uh, I met Brandon Massey. He smoked everyone on our Sandbag Beach run. I was like, dude, what's your story? Like, where are you from? I've never heard of you. and He's like, yeah, I did the game in 2009, and I work out of my garage. And I was like, huh? <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's like, <laughs> hey, yeah, garage I'm athlete. Yeah, so what do you do for a living? He's like, well, I train people out of my garage. And I was like, all right, you need to start training people out of Mako. So literally, that's like, that's how Mako kind of, you know, he he was our head trainer. Cool. Yeah, so um, it just
1: kind of grew from that. So, and I want to get back to that because I want to talk about the growth of Pensacola and, and um, Beach Brawl and GG1 and, and how that happened kind of over time. But, but Ty, now I mean, we know Eric, your chiropractor, you were a chiropractor before. Um, you you know, you know started the gym and the and the competition. Ty, what did you do before, and at what point did you decide to kind of take a step back from what you were doing and focus on this? Because you do this so, almost solely now, right?
0: So my first couple of jobs, we'll say, were in the government contracting realm. This is back in 2004 to 2007. Then I took a job in Gulf Breeze as a financial officer for a marketing company. So I literally had a desk job. Um, up until 2000, from 07 to 14, I was at a desk. But it was a very, I had a lot of flexibility.
1: You but had I a could, lot of flexibility you know, at a desk?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I could run, I could run, competition. you know, I could do a lot of things on the side because of my job allowed me to.
1: Now, oh, you mean time-wise? You mean yeah. time-wise. I thought you were saying your not hamstrings, not hamstrings were flat. I was not saying hamstrings. your hamstrings had to have been uh, tight. No, my
0: <laughs> hamstrings are very inflexible. <laughs> However... Job wise, that's very flexible. <laughs> Matter of fact, the four, the four of us partners that opened up Mako, we all had jobs and wives and kids. I mean, we didn't even, we were never, I've never taught one class at Mako ever. Oh, so wow. a lot of people just assume that, hey, you open Mako, you're there. I mean, we, yeah, we were there, but we, you know, it's 30 right. minutes from my house. I never taught. That wasn't our intention.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: we, uh, we had a head trainer and an awesome training staff that kind of ran it for us. Um, so, and anyways, now,
1: I mean that's so that's kind of you know, what happened. So I,
0: I don't have that same job anymore. Um, I just kind of I have a couple, couple things. One of my actual, you know, real jobs I have right now is um trying to help brand a uh, supplement line. Um, and again, that's a very, very flexible position. I don't have to go to an office. I don't have to be anywhere nine to five. It's just something that I'm kind of trying to help launch. Top, uh, one of our what? One of, the, one of the members at NACO actually owns a company, and it's kind of like a general health and wellness company, we'll just say. And he wants to kind of expand more on the e-commerce side and the performance side.
1: So you, you know, just so really, that, you sound just like a, like a true blue entrepreneur, like yep. you're just yes. like straight sure. baller status.
2: That is tie,
0: yes. Well, I don't know. I don't know about baller status, but yeah, just kind of several different things, mostly in the fitness realm. You know, it's kind of good because they kind of all tie in together. Well, it's
2: probably a good time too to mention that you. I mean, you you kind of run a point on Garage Games for tons of what we do now. So, how, wh- when did you become the Southeast Regional Director? Do you know when that was?
0: So I think I think it was right after the Beach Brawl. Yeah, that's I what believe. I thought too. So that was in September 2012. Yep. And then you were just kind of digging remember, into CrossFit big
2: time then, you know, getting ready to yeah, open a and gym. I remember, and, yep,
0: I vaguely remember a conversation with Janice, who I believe was the COO at that time. She was, and she said, "You know, we'll, we'll start talking about Southeast Regional Director and." At the time, Sarah Beth was going to do it, I believe. That's correct. Um, but yeah. she opted to do her nursing school or something like that, I think. So yep. Janice called him back. She's like, "Hey, Sarah Beth's not going to do it. Do you want him I was like, "Sure." Yep. Yep. So that's kind of how that that uh, that door opened, I guess you could say.
2: Yep. Okay. Yeah, and that's been. I mean, and it's been a good relationship. I mean, we we like Ty because he's got just pure entrepreneurial spirit he's uh, connected with lots of people and you know you're like me where yeah you're busy but you get stuff done and we we love that it's
1: cool. yeah it's 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 fun it's fun being busy so i i want to talk about if you're doing something that's fun that is you know it's okay with working hard if you're loving what you're doing and that we talk about that all the time i mean you know you guys have you know made it a point to do something that you really enjoy and that's why you've come so far and you have these events that are just Unreal and huge um, because you put so much work into it, and I mean maybe some of it has to do with luck and you know timing. And you guys were you know one of the first people to you know to get it in there, Um, but I mean a lot of it just comes down to just that passion and the drive and doing it. Because like I said, Ty, it sounds like you you know you've never really had you had like a little desk job. Um, It sounded like maybe you weren't too uh, you weren't too happy at the desk job, anyways, or, or it wasn't something that you wanted to do because obviously you're looking for all these other things have you always just been that like um you know all over the place kind of guy or was there a point in your life where you're like i want to be a firefighter
0: (laughs) not really it was just you know i I always like i've always liked sports and competing and health and fitness and crossfit was a was a good match because going back you know like i said i was training for triathlons and like our town has one road and so I was always scared to get on my bike. I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not biking on 98. I mean, they call it bloody 98. <laughs> so I'm not going to go on three-hour bike rides and pretty much get killed. You know, yeah. I mean, there's, it's just a matter of time. So when I found Cross, I was like, holy cow, I can be in awesome shape. And still, you know, I still go back and do triathlons like I used to do. And I'm not kidding you when I say I don't train for swimming at all. I don't get on my bike at all. And I can show up, literally show up the day of. I mean, I'll get my bike down, and it has like cobwebs on it, and the tires are flat. I'll pull, you know, <laughs> clean it off, pump them up, and I can I can match my times under the same conditions, or get better. And I'm not even kidding you. But just because of the stimulus, you know, everything, all the pathways, and, and everything you do in, in CrossFit, I can. You now, granted, these are shorter ones. I'm not saying you could do this for a half Ironman or an Ironman, but for the sprint loops that I do. The crossfit training will, you know, it suffices.
1: It must be that so, new supplement company that you're working with.
0: Yeah. <laughs> plug. So plug, anyway, plug. But yeah, I've always so, so getting uh, back getting back to your point of question, I've always kind of been interested in competing in sports and fit. You know, it's kind of always been been you know a big uh, choice, a big hobby line. So the crossfit was like a natural way to just kind of stay in that, stay competitive, you know, stay in shape all those things because you know when you when you, when you you compete I competed at a pretty high level in, in baseball in college and then that goes away you're like oh crap what do I do now you know you played something your whole mm-hmm. life and all of a sudden literally one day it's over yeah. so and I think that's what you're seeing with a lot of the, the cross competitors too is hey this gives me a chance to Ex-athletes. get in shape and compete and you know I can feel like I'm doing a sport even though I'm a grown up I can still do a sport and compete and you know have fun and all, and all that stuff because it's I mean, it's yeah. it, it's it's not it's not always easy, you know. You're gonna go play a men's pickup game or you know church league softball. It's, you know these things they they take time and it's it's just harder. You're a lot more goes into it than, than going to work out. Sometimes, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah it's it's a much lower barrier to entry.
2: Yeah, is, you know, it, it, it really is. is. You can do yeah. it anywhere, and that's the know? thing. I tell you, there's you know, and anyone who's kind of poking fun at CrossFit regarding injury. You know, come sit in my my desk for a little while as a chiropractor. And, you know, every single week I get someone who comes to the door who's hurt themselves playing softball. I mean, every yeah, I mean, if, if
1: if you're still talking about that at this point now, you're just an a hole, and you're not going to be converted, and that's fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we we've talked about that on multiple podcasts. We actually had a podcast mm-hmm. that we did. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to it or not. Or I'm sure you did because you listen to all of our podcasts. Absolutely. Um, but you know, with Dr. Yuri Fato of Kennesaw mm-hmm. State University, and you know the the research. Go back. I think it's like uh, episode four, five, or six, something like that. If you want to check it out. But you know, the research was. Every thousand hours of CrossFit is going to give you three injuries. That might be a hand rip. It might be a torn ACL, something like some type of serious injury that would cause or that, that would you would need to go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, oh, that's pretty bad. So like every 333 hours, you're going to get an injury. Okay. Well, until you find out that every thousand hours of walking gives you 1.9 injuries. So yeah. CrossFit, a little bit more dangerous than walking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that.
1: so And I, I want to put that on a shirt. <laughs> I know. That, that's, that's all I just saw <laughs> yeah. them too was a shirt that said that. See, that's that yeah. entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got to make a shirt. A shirt. We'll <laughs> make all kinds of money. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the the whole injury thing is, yeah, it's whatever. But, yep. like, yeah, but I see that so much now as, like, and that, this is what I want to go into next is is <clears throat> athletes and competitions moving on into the future because I feel like now – you're seeing less and less desk jockeys um, turned, hey, I want to get in shape, being able to compete. You're seeing X, um, X people that, that were playing sports. Like you said, you're a pretty good baseball player. Um, Eric, Eric was a hockey player, um, right? Am I right? Yep. Yeah, that's, yep. that's why you're all beat up and broken, and exactly,
2: <laughs> blind and <I'm> broken, missing <laughs> teeth, shoulders messed up. Don't <laughs> let anybody
1: know if if you ever want to not like get someone to join your gym, or you just tell them what's wrong with you and don't tell them you got it from hockey. Yeah, They're exactly. just going to assume you lost your eye in CrossFit. I did. Yep.
2: Yep. Watch out for barbells. It was man. a bad I'm burpee,
1: man. It was a bad. Bad burpee. Uh, um, no, yeah. So you, you're seeing more and more people that you kind of have to have that athletic base now um, to be competitive, and I think it's just because of the time that was put in on the front end being athletic. So, Ty, are you seeing you see um, a lot of games people, and, and you know a lot of the higher level people in there. When you talk to you, you guys, what, like five games competitors are going to be um, at the beach brawl?
0: Yeah, we'll have. Well, I know we got around five men. I'm not sure about the women, and we'll have some people on teams who have been games competitors or teams game competitors. So I don't have a, mm-hmm. an exact count for you.
1: So we were talking about that, and and, and like you said, m- most of the guys we see at that level were something, you know. I mean, ex football player, ex baseball right. player, wrestler, something like that. You know, obviously Brandon Phillips, uh, you know, co-host who wasn't here today, um, ex wrestler, and um, and so, but so I want to kind of transition, use that as a transition to go into talking about um, seeing games level athletes at these local competitions, because even th- even though you guys are. You know, two of the hugest events, competitor-wise, in the world. Um, and I think we were talking before. I think Ty has beaten you now, Eric.
2: Yeah, Ty, yeah, yeah. The title goes to Ty as far as the Garage Games events yeah. out there. Uh, PBB is the biggest one. Yeah, you know, there absolutely. You go.
1: So, and you know, what you, you capped out I'm just, at? Like, I'm
2: just, I'm just saying, it's the beach. That's all I'm saying. It's the beach. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm nobody
1: gonna, wants to go to Sewanee, Georgia, to vacation.
2: I'm not going to rescind <laughs> anything other than it's the beach.
0: It's mean the beach is an easy draw. You know,
2: I don't have a destination. <laughs> yeah, but it, if you people had a crap it. event, people still
1: wouldn't go. They just go That's to the true. beach right. and work out on the That's beach, do burpees by their hotel. Um. So, but what are you guys seeing? Um, as far as athletes at the games level because like we talked about when it first started you would see the rich fronings and the opts and all these guys come to these local events and i feel like you're seeing less and less of the athletes at local events with the exception of maybe a few choice and let's let's be clear Local events, even though that these events are huge, we're t- they are local because they don't have any actual major sponsors, international sponsors exactly. on their own, and they are not part of CrossFit HQ, open, regional, or actual CrossFit games. So that's what we
2: mean when we say local events. Yeah, that's a good designation to put that out there because that's a big thing, and you're right. You don't see these athletes um, at our local events because they are picking and choosing now. They're definitely being way more cautious for Lots of reasons, I think. I think some of the reasons are the unknowns of what that event's going to be like. So that's, you know, if it's a new event, they're very cautious about that because they don't want to hurt themselves. Um, they're also picking and choosing because they, you know, we used to say that our big goal for Garage Games was to help uh, move uh, athletes into professional sport status. And we've kind of changed that because we realize that we really don't have the ability to drive that. Like, it's, it's just not, we don't have that reach. We don't have that access to capital. Um, sponsors are, you know, they're they're going straight to the athletes and sponsoring the athlete directly, yeah. Not with prize money, right? Yeah, it's exactly. more, it's more about going straight to them. And hey, we like you. We're going to put you on payroll. We're going to give you, you know, a couple grand a month, maybe. I mean, that's you know, that's pretty common from what we're hearing out there now. So they can line up a bunch of good sponsors and they can make some money. Um, and so, yeah, so you don't really see them flooding out to these events unless. And uh, and I think this is we you know we're seeing a lot of this. It's a showcase event where it's not about big number of competitors. It's more about let's make it a good spectator looking sport. We're going to have flow elite involved. And, you know, and we have flow elite come to ours. and We will again. Um, but it's that showcase. Yeah, Flow
1: Elite, for anybody who doesn't know, go ahead and, and, and pimp them out a little bit.
2: Yeah, Flow Elite. So basically these guys, they go around, they do live uh, live streaming of uh, of different sporting events, not just CrossFit. They do a lot of weightlifting now, which is cool. And they've, uh, they, they, they've picked up just a lot of stuff. Grid, you know, you check the grid out on Flow Elite. So it's a good place to kind of, just have that streaming uh, access, so it's instead of watching TV, you're watching it, flow. Yeah,
1: it is a paid, um, yeah,
2: paid, thing. paid subscription yeah. to that. But but so what you see then is so like events like ECC, you know, East Coast Championships up there, um, very well run event, nicely done. I mean, it's good stuff, but it's it's very few competitors. It's just that they're almost all. Games competitors. And so what happens is there's two things that happen. A, there's a big prize that draws them. But B, all of the sponsors involved who are also paying athletes, they pretty much are saying, okay, now if I'm signing, you're signing up with me, I'm going to pay you every month. You're going to go to certain events. And they basically say, Okay, you gotta go to this event, put it on your calendar, you gotta go to this event, put it on your calendar and it's all part of the exposure side, right? Yeah,
1: so now so these sponsors yeah. are actually creating these events, which you know, which is smart. It makes because, sense. You know, but mm-hmm. um obviously the other local events quite you know aren't quite getting um you know, it's, it's hard to do that. You have to make the events larger. So like you said, like uh, a Wadapalooza, Granite Games, Crush Games, something like exactly. that. If they have big sponsors, or let's say uh, you know, for instance, Progenix, and um, I think they got a couple other big ones that I don't, don't want to say anything yeah. wrong. Um, but if Progenix is sponsoring that, they also are going to have all their athletes who are under contract who yeah. are getting paid by Progenix as part of their – sponsorship they're required to do a certain number of events they're going to say hey come to these events so you can get 30 to 40 crossfit games athletes and what happens then is that you no longer have to have you know the ridiculous amount of of people there which yep. you still try to obviously i sure. um, depending on what kind of event it is but um you've got that money there already and and then obviously spectators have to pay a lot more to come in there and they do view it <laughs> exactly so um which you know which is fine it's, it's a different kind of event but that's kind of what I wanted to touch on yeah. um you know is is you know we're seeing this kind of like third piece you had the local events and then you had the crossfit games from hq and now we're seeing these you know these quasi yeah. you know regional events from sponsors and stuff those and,
2: are yeah i would call if you're gonna put a name on them i would call that new group the showcase events
1: The showcase because they're
2: really about showcasing those athletes and those sponsors in a place where they can have a lot of reach not just to local spectators but online that's yeah. really a big part of it so my next yeah, question.
0: I would say I would kind of going with that. I would say you got probably the three big showcase or premiere events you got now is Granite um, this weekend, you know, in September, yep. and then you have at the very beginning of the year you have uh, BCC and Wild both in January. Those those three events right there yep. have big we, big big sponsors. It's you know, funny. Probably the big three sponsors right now is, is Reebok, Progenics, and Kilcliff. Those guys.
2: Yep, they've got the they money. have a lot of
0: money. They have a lot of athletes. They're going to throw up a lot of money, and they're going to send their athletes there. So kind of like you guys were saying, the event's going to be huge. There's going to be a lot of press. There's going to be a lot of notoriety. It's been interesting, Ty. are there. Their athletes are there. The media, you know, the promoting, the money's there. It's all, you know, it all kind of ties in together.
2: Ty, Ty would you agree with this, too? Because I, I think it's interesting that you said those, and there's one that used to be, but I think they've kind of, kind of fell off, too, um, which was uh, Orange County. Um, the OCC. Yeah, OCC, yeah, yeah,
0: the OCC. So that my my take on the OCC is they have kind of had some, they
2: yes, had some, some
0: unfortunate things go on in the past couple of years. Yep. I think back in 2012, maybe they had some scoring issues. Yep. Um, then they had the whole ogar Hergar, thing, yep. and then last year they had the. Well, I'm not going to say it was yeah, it was a, sure. a bad event because I didn't see it, but but a lot of the stuff what you saw was those people jumping, you know, doing yep. hurdles.
1: Yeah, we're we're so we're not had, we're had not judging. Yeah, but yeah. things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you've just had some unfortunate things go on that that have really, you know, the the internet has kind of taken and run with it. So yeah. Yeah. so as do, a result,
1: do you think because that is a showcase event, they're more susceptible to that kind of press I would agree, ruining it yeah. as oh, opposed to like a local event? Yep. And why?
0: Absolutely. Well, it, it's because number one, it, this, this day and age, everyone has their phone out. They're going to capture everything. And number yep. two, I mean, it's, if it's a big event, you got big athletes there. Yep. it's just it just it's, naturally spreads more. and More people it gets view it on Facebook, on harder to Instagram, sweep Twitter. Under it's, the just, rug. it's everywhere.
2: Yeah, it's really YouTube, hard to keep you know,
0: Everything everything goes viral. So if you have you know if you got a couple of things that go wrong, yep. You know now all of a sudden,
2: and part of that you wonder right, too. It it you kind of wonder if it. If it is like a sign that hey maybe we shouldn't reach too far with what we're trying to accomplish in an event you know the whole kiss principle keep it simple stupid t- kind of thing yeah you know I thought like, you're talking about Gene Simmons <laughs> yeah well, that that guy too um we're bringing him out to GG one no just kidding <laughs> um, <laughs> that'd be cool though wouldn't it so uh yeah so I'm sorry so I I know Ty you you had good points on that and then I think there was one other one I was going to mention that you know another showcase that's popping up and I, my my pure strength friends told me about out north. The Northwest somewhere, and I don't. I should have. I should have listened more when he was telling me about it. <laughs> but it's going to uh, be another cascade. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. So
0: that's uh, as far as I know. That's a that's an event that Killcliffe is sponsoring. I think I, it's the it's the first year I've heard of it. Yeah, I think I, it is. This is the first uh, year. I could be wrong on that. And
2: I think Killcliffe is.
0: But you know, Kill behind it, the the fact know, that you can so find Kilcliff, it's going to be big.
2: The fact that you can find Killcliff in every grocery store now is uh, giving them opportunities to really. Help drive this. So I even wonder, and I, I won't go too far with this wondering, how far will Kilcliff take competition on their own? Will we see something pop up that is also looking like, should I dare say, a competitor to CrossFit Games?
1: You're talking about, oh, oh, you're talking, oh, I thought you're talking about like Fit 8 or
2: something. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, I not, not the you, drink. I don't you're talking,
0: think. My natural instinct on that, Eric, is to say no because they are yep. they're in good graces with HQ and they're a big, big supporter, a big, big sponsor, and they see the value in that. So oh. I don't think they. Well, in the end of the day, I you're don't right. think I think it'll be dumb of them to risk that relationship. You know, and try to yeah. Well, I think any,
2: you're right. Any, and so far, anything they have done has been a value to HQ, and likewise, anything HQ has done to grow has been turned into a value for Kill So at this point, it's a very symbiotic relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just it becomes money at that point, right? HQ, you know, needs the money from the sponsors to do that. So if, if they can provide that, then they're going to be in a happy relationship. If that breaks sure. up, then, you know, it, it, it won't. So, so yeah, so we've designated these kind of three different ones. You have the local events, um, you know, from, from 20 people to, to 1,200 people. You have um, the showcase events, as Eric was calling them. I like that name, um, of the large companies that are putting on an event. And then you have the actual HQ series, so like team events, the open regionals, um, the games, and everything like that, which I think is probably you know the 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 top of the cream of the crop or whatever as far as just about anybody's considered um concerned or whatever uh, we haven't talked about grid um, which that's it's kind of irrelevant. Um, not that I don't love Grid. I think MPGL is great, and I hope it keeps getting be- better and bigger. We've got a, quite a few people, that uh, friends of mine personally, that are on that, and I think it's awesome because they're allowing um, athletes an avenue of making money above and beyond sponsorships.
2: And it's cool because it allows the specialist an opportunity too. Yeah, I love exactly. I love that too. Exactly. So can't say enough good
1: things about... The National Pro Grid League, but I feel like it's not really in this conversation because we're talking about actual, you know, CrossFit competitions um, on that level. And maybe it does. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, if if you think I'm wrong, leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, so but I want to talk about what are we seeing. Is is more popular, right? Because we can't really say that the showcase um, competitions are killing the local competitions, or I mean, or, or are they? Because I mean, you guys have obviously grown and you've gotten bigger. Is is that be, do you think the showcase has helped you guys, or you I don't know,
0: think it. I don't. I don't think they're really related much. I think. I think the big thing is right now, as as the number of, of affiliates grows, which I think as as we're standing here talking today, it's well over twelve thousand. Yep. You know, anyone realizes, hey, I can host an event for fun, for a fundraiser, for money, whatever it is. Yep. So naturally, it becomes more saturated, you know, in bigger cities like Atlanta, Miami. I mean, these things are popping up everywhere, every weekend. So that's that's the kind of the challenge I see is, not, you know, Garage Games 1, it used to be the only thing. So, you know, everyone went. Yep. Now it's like, oh well, I don't have to travel five hours because I can do one this week and this week and this, you know what I mean? There's just a lot more options, so now you're really having to yeah, you're really having to kind of differentiate yourselves from the others in some way. With us, it's, it's very easy for us because like, hey, we're on the beach, so we need to make sure we just keep running the thing good, keep it fresh.
1: Do you also think that's keep keep why Wadapalooza has done so well? Say that again. Do you think that's why one of the reasons why Wadapalooza is probably the you know one of the top events there, too, just because of the location?
2: Destination's huge.
0: Location definitely helped out those guys. Guido and Steve and their whole team, they did a great job. Yeah, they uh, got... Actually, oh, to it matter. is an absolute... I sure was talking to them. Excellent it's event, they yeah. Have, yeah. You know, they have a huge pool to, to pull from, um, athletes, judges, volunteers, and they have Reeboks and Progenics. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think all they, in, which which makes their life a lot easier. It makes event more notable. They have more funding. You know, it, it's just yeah. that leader, having those big sponsors, the leadership them to team do a lot of cool things.
2: That leadership team they have with Guido and his crew is great. You know, they and they they're great guys, and they they're in that community you know deep. So yeah, but I, I think. You know, on on that, what you guys were just saying a minute ago there with this kind of what's happening with these events and how everyone can have an event, right? Right? They just pop it up for whatever reason, whether it be fundraising or fun or make some money. Um, So, so this is something that we had said at Garage Games years ago that you know I repeated quite a bit for a while, which was I'd love for a CrossFit athlete to have the ability at any any point in time, anywhere, at a drop of a hat, to go do a CrossFit event, not just do the local 5k and that's kind of just been a big vision that we've really wanted to see come to fruition. And it, and it it is coming to fruition and largely, you know, outside of us because, you know, it's it's just happening. It's just growing, but it's kind of changing a little bit of the direction of what we see at the garage games. where we, we start thinking, you know what, maybe we need to help provide another solution through the software that we've developed for registration and scoring so that we can just become like another active.com On the side, so we have events that we really showcase and help promote, but we've also thought, you know what? I think we're we're really close to having the this set where we could kind of reskin our our entire page and say, hey, instead of us helping and supporting, we have a support free opportunity for any event host to come in and do this, and that. You know, because ultimately, what we we what we've seen is one of the issues with people just doing a CrossFit event on any given weekend has been the cost of it. You know, it's like because it's a lot of effort to pull together and give stuff to volunteers and get the equipment you need. If you get a whole bunch of people, you know, local gym, you know, if all of a sudden you get 100 people, they're going to show up. You probably don't have all the equipment you need. Otherwise, it's going to take all day long to run the thing And one of the values of a 5K is that, you know, it takes from, you know, 16 to 30 minutes to complete for somebody, depending on how fast you are. Right. Doesn't take all day. You don't have to sit around all day. So. You know, we're we're kind of looking at that and saying, so, you know, it's that's a great value to CrossFit is to be able to come and do this event and compete. But it's also one of the the negatives to the competition is that it isn't so convenient. It takes way too long. It's really hard to put on. And it takes judges and so forth. So, you know, how do we help people solve that so that this truly can become a recreational s- sport again? You know, as you said earlier, Justin, what you're seeing are people who've done some prior you know, athletic, uh, uh, you know, effort in their, their, their past. They're the ones who get to higher levels in CrossFit. But what about that person who never did anything athletically and they come out and they do an event for the first time and just love that and they feel so empowered and, and just, you know, gives them this intensity that they've never had in their life. And that's what I want to feed. You know, if there's, if there's something that I want to be a part of, I don't want to be part of showcasing, you know, games athletes because that's being done. It's being done better by companies with more money. Yeah. I want to be a part of helping that person take a step on a competition floor for the first time and change their life from it.
1: Uh, absolutely. And and you were talking about, you know, getting better. And I just think the pool is getting larger. It's almost like the poverty and rich thing. It's like, you know, the elite are getting more elite. And because the pool is getting larger, you have people that are starting from absolutely nothing. I mean, it's, it's, you know, CrossFit when we started, it was for people who were already in good shape and were crazy. Yeah. Right. Like it was trial by fire. There were no seminars of like, you know, like you had no idea what you're doing. Just put the bar over your head. And, and now, um, you know, so people were already at least really fit and, and, but now you're getting just, you know, these soccer moms, these people have never done anything athletic in their life and then they're wanting to compete. So it's, it's this larger kind of spectrum of, of people competing, so do you think that um, the events you know these three types of events will get larger or, or do they need to get larger as as you know the pool gets bigger and, and the athletes are getting more elite? Yeah, I think yeah. That,
0: I mean naturally look look yeah. at the games I mean it gets bigger and better every year. look at the the top tier events, you know the granites, the water those kind of things get bigger and better every year. You know, with, with the the other, you know, the third option, just events in general, you know, they're becoming more and more and more, you know, they're they're popping up more and more. So I, I don't I don't see any reason, there's nothing that I see that says, oh, no, we're kind of at the point where it's getting, you know, I mean, the bar is set every year, each, you know, these, these events feel like they always have to top each other and they have to do this, they have to do that to kind of separate themselves from the pack. So to me, I, I only see it going up.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, So, but do you think that
0: games level? I mean, I was at the games last year, and I was at the games this year. I mean, there was they they bumped it up. There were certain things that that you know they added on, and that were a little bit different, just bigger, better. Is there a and that's point continue to be the case
1: do you think it's yeah that that's my next question is do you think I mean at what point does it get so big that it's saturated and then it it, it has a downfall I mean if it keeps growing you know history tells us at some point it has to stop right it's a, right
2: it's a hard and I think
0: what, I think what you're seeing it's some of the you know the, the the games is really they're kind of irrelevant because they're they're once a year it's gonna continue to get bigger and better they really don't have any competition the granites, the Wannapaluzas, those—they're going to continue to get bigger and better every year. Get more funding, you know, have more athletes, all that. Well, do you now, think the they'll other... get bigger
1: competitor-wise, or do you think they'll actually get smaller competitor-wise,
2: and uh, well, and, and more uh, spectators? These, these events, in order to to what they have to do, I
0: those have grown. I know Granite had a lot more people this year than they had last year. Yep. Um and I think Water
2: is and, and what you um, see is that the same. they're what they're doing is they're kinda dividing, which is kinda it's what we've done in the past too, and we did it more this past year, and we will do it more this next year. Where you're almost kinda separating your competition into two spheres. You've got the sphere of the elite competitors and our wads were pretty significantly different for our elite people this past year versus everyone else you know instead of saying oh we're just going to dumb down the same wad for everyone you're like well not really it gets to a certain point when this is a wad for elite people and if i try to make that any less it's just not the same so now it's like okay, we're going to showcase these people. We're going to put them on in one area. We're going to put them in front of the cameras, and then you guys are going to do these. and And I think we're, you're just going to see more and more of that. We're the ones that have a lot of competitors. Still, they're going to show, so they're going to become a twofold event. They're going to become a showcase event on one side of the field, so to speak, and they're going to become a local event on the other side of the field.
1: So, so that and that's good because that's actually something that I wanted to talk about too. Was the program in itself right? Um, you know, before many years ago, it's just you did the benchmark watts or whatever like that, and it was fine. Is your microphone falling? Yeah, it is. is it. I'm good. It's good. It's like a workout.
2: It's like an isometric here.
1: Hey, w- we're not sponsored by uh, Progenics, so yeah. <laughs> yeah give us a call if you want to, guys. Um, so you know, you, you have you know the programming was just whatever, and I think it's becoming more and more important because, like, uh, I think Ty you mentioned earlier with the OC Throwdown was that you had you know you had an event, a couple events that, um, which, and, and again, I'm not judging, you know, but a, a large portion of the community, the CrossFit community thought was, was not a good event. They, um, it got a lot of bad press from people, you know, CrossFit haters and stuff like that. And, you know, and that can affect us. How do you guys, you know, programming is kind of becoming important and it's almost like a lot of people, um, they won't go to your event unless they know what it's going to be and they feel like it's something that that they want to do, whereas I think five, six years ago, you didn't even know what the hell it was going to be. You just showed up because you wanted to show how badass you are. Yeah. So, right. Ty, Ty what, what do you do for programming? Do you do all the programming for Pensacola Beach Brawl yourself and all your events? Um, what goes into do that? Do what kind of things do you think about?
0: So when I'm programming um, for the Beach Brawl each year, there are several things I think about. Number one, what did we do last year, right? Because I want to keep things fresh. I don't want to do the, I don't want to test the same one-run maxes. I don't want to do the same chippers. I don't want to do the same beach events. So I always consider, okay, what have we done last year? What have we done in the past? You know, what can we do different, you know, to kind of keep things fresh? So that's, that's a big thing. The other thing, uh, or a very important thing is, okay, what movements do, what movies do we consider, you know, safe yet we can test? You know, I want it. I want it to be to where we can. You can. There can definitely be some separation, but I'm not going to do any crazy event where I could foresee there's some kind of big risk or big issue. Um, I like taking out movements that are easy to judge. So we're never going to have. Um, me personally, I don't want to put it on my judges to do air squats or push ups or ring nips or something like that unless I absolutely have to. It's just there's a lot more gray area. There's a lot more complaining that it makes the judges' a lot harder at
1: the local level. I always level.
0: try to pick out. I always try to pick out. You know, there's not necessarily a black or white movement because there are always there's always some interpretation from the judges. But I try to say, okay, what movements is it going to make this judge like easier? You know, to see. For instance, this year we have a complex. I wanted to do. Two hang cleans and then a clean and then a jerk. But then I started thinking, you know what? And, and what who, I, what who helped you? Do?
1: Who helped you fix that and gave you the idea to change I mean, that? By the way, I
0: just we it was a complex we did and we were Good trying job to read. garage. So I'm like, you know, I like this. I like this <laughs> a lot. And then literally, I mean, I was like, if we've never done a complex. We've done a one rep pack clean. We've done a stash. You know, this complex would be cool. So literally, I mean, there's no like awesome science behind it. That's just what it was. Then I started thinking, all right, if we do two hang cleans and then we go into the clean that has to touch the ground. What if someone kind of pauses on the ground for a second or two? Like, you know, so I started to to think, you know, this this could be, I could foresee a fuzzy issue where I didn't even want that to come up. So I said, you know what, we're going to change it. We're going to start off with a clean, so it's on the ground from the get-go. Then we're going to go into two hang cleans and then a jerk. So I'm gonna I'm very, gonna take credit on that cut.
1: genius, by the way, Ty. Since you didn't give me credit on that, I don't know if you remember we, we, were, we talk- were
0: talking about that. And that's right, <laughs> we were talking about that. I was like, you know, it's, it. ain't that's a good point. I was like, because because you're like, well, what's standard? I was like, well, you can't touch the ground. And you're like, well, I was like, oh, you know, that that's absolutely the case. I could see that happening. Like, yep. Look, look at this video. This person paused for one point four they five re- seconds. <laughs> yep. Okay. They re- they re- regrip. They the regrip. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you take it out of the equation. But another thing too. It's safety with us. You know, we have a limited space, especially in the parking lot, because the you know the beach they squeeze us every year because they want their parking spots. You know, for the <laughs> for the public, so that means we have less of a footprint. So it's got to be kind of safe on the floor. So I always envision, okay, what's what's going to go on? I don't want bars flying, so we need to be able to stagger. You need we need this, we need that. So there's there's to kind of answer your question directly. There's a lot of different things that, that kind of go into it. Another thing, too, is when I look at them, I'm like, all right, I want this to make sure it's balanced. So Again, this isn't rocket science. This is just, hey, are we pulling from the ground? Are we, you know, are we upper body pulling? Are we pushing? Are we, you know, are we hitting the shorter domain? Are we hitting the strength component? Are we hitting a longer domain? Are we hitting the mid-domain? So it's kind of finding the perfect storm of all those different elements. That's that's the approach I take. So you are still um, thinking
1: about – you are still thinking about um – um you know the actual the people there getting a good overall well-rounded workout cuz it seems like sometimes in the showcase events absolutely and in at the games level you see more and more of just okay what looks good and what's going to be impressive to the crowd and it so it might be really really like shoulder dominant or pulling dominant or something like that be, and you know mm. at the at the expense of it being um, I don't want to say not safe for the elite level athlete because at that at, at, when you're at that point, kind of whatever is going to be there, right so but at the local level, you're thinking a little bit more about that kind of well-roundedness and um, obviously you you want it to look good because there will be videos taken and stuff like that, but you're more worried about the experience of the athlete as opposed to the experience of the attendee. Would that be accurate?
0: I think, I think the answer to the question is both. Both, yeah. So I want, I want to create workouts that spectators can see where it kind of moves up and down the floor, but I also try to work in, okay, if this is going to be a three- to four-minute domain, maybe we do one a little bit longer, and then, you know, we always have some kind of beach event, um, you know, because that adds our kind of flair to it.
1: Well, yeah, you got um, to, right? Yep.
0: Another thing with us, too, and, and here's one other thing that comes into the equation, our with the amount of people that we roll through there, our workouts have to be somewhat, I'm going to say, shorter in nature. If we try to put all the individuals through a 30-minute cap workout, we simply would run out of daylight. Yeah, so it, better, it better
2: be a run. max
0: cap you're going to see is around 15 minutes. That's going to allow for a five-minute I mean, we really we have to go right into it because we have, you know, we're running eight heats.
1: Do yep. you think so, people like that? Do you think that's a positive? Because I think a lot of people don't so, like the longer workouts.
0: Going. You know, it keeps things going, so. they're, they're short, they're sweet. And when I say short, I'm not talking about two minutes. But, yeah, you know, but you, you can't can do a Murph like they did at the games. Over, you know, they, yeah. Become, yeah. they become a little more boring to watch sometimes. No one knows who's winning. Yeah, and all of a sudden, now I had to rest three or four hours in between workouts. And, yeah. you know, I got tired, I was stiff. So we try to keep them a little bit shorter. They work out every two hours. And the big thing for us is we're fighting the clock at yeah. the daylight. Something outside, it gets
2: dark. People don't like, realize. 7-ish, so Yeah. People we, don't realize how that we is. We have to
0: stick to it.
2: Yeah. Because you have, I mean, you're right. Because you, you have that at the end of the day. And that's one thing that we liked about GG1 when we moved indoors. We're like, oh, well, we can do some more stuff because we could keep them here to midnight if we wanted to. But, you know, we don't want to. I mean, people don't get there's. you got these three resources that you're always dealing with. Time. Time. Uh, uh, people resources, judges, and then equipment, right? And, and and then space is the overall resource that will limit, you know, equipment and and, and and what you can do too. But, you know, so I think balancing that is such a huge thing. But I'll tell you one thing too, Ty, it, you've got a fortunate time of the year because you're not bumping into athletes, you know, perspective of, you know, what's going to really happen to me. You know, am I going to be wiped out for the next week? Well, if they're wiped out for a week, who cares, Right. I mean, you're in September. It's right. a great time. They get recovery. It's a good time for people to go out there and do it. GG1 has always Absolutely. been, we've always been busted right into, I mean, because we started before there was an open, and then the open shows up, and all of a sudden it's messing with our schedule. <laughs> so now <laughs> we're like, oh, man, we can't, we can't screw these good athletes because they got the open coming up in two weeks. So, like the last two yep. years, we've reached out to our, our, the elite athletes who we know are coming. And we put all of our workouts in front of them first. Before we say a word to the public, we say, hey, what do you think about these? And then they come back and they tell us. And we basically will take, you know, these are the ones that we want to do. What should we do to make this where you're going to feel comfortable? And typically the elite athletes at that point in time are going to say, make it heavier and make it shorter because they want less reps, right? They want less of that soreness and that just, you know, you wipe me out. Eric, they Eric, want Murph. Eric,
1: what is your, what is the favorite thing, um, about specifically GG one? If you had to pick one thing that is your favorite part that you think sets that event, um, apart from others
2: outdoor component for teams the field component for teams whatever we've done every year with the field ish stuff for teams has been it the atlas stones the sandbags i mean that that first what two years second year what, what i think
0: feel the pain i remember that yeah feel the pain. pain stuff oh, right awful. and we
2: always do something that's a field like this last year we called it feel the pain four i think this time Maybe it was five. I forget now. But and I'm looking at the poster on your wall over here, and I see the uh, the teams in the the pit doing the the, um, the tug of war.
1: Yeah, it's funny. There's several people I know in that. I know, um, isn't it? It's we like got, you, we got the barbell shrug crew. Yep. on there, they're up um, there. We got Mike, uh,
2: Mike down, down here. With yeah. Goldrick carrying and the was stone. And there's Leah Pulowski. Yep, Leah's up there with uh, up. Yep, up top, absolutely. And then you've got. Um, uh, Sean over here, who's doing uh, uh, judging here. as Yeah, well. anyways, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's like it's, these are, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, but yeah, I look at that, and that's to me, and that's actually one of the things that we wanted to make sure when we moved indoors, we said, well, we have to find an indoor location with an outdoor opportunity because we're going to always put one event outside that's going to be a br- yeah. a brutal do work kind of event.
1: Yeah. And Ty, what what about you? What do you think sets you apart? It's probably obvious.
0: Definitely the beach. I mean, you know, we're not going to call it the Pennsylvania Beach Ball. We're not going to bring everyone in and then stay in the parking lot the whole time. I mean, that would just <laughs> make no sense. So we always, and, and, they, and the athletes, they realize this. They realize yeah. that's kind of what Flair was put up. Individuals are always going to have some sort of. Uh, event with the Beach Incorporated. It's the same thing with the teams. They're always going to have some, you know, and everyone's like, oh man, it's cool. But they all, I mean, at the end of the day, they loved it. They got to run around stand, sand and carry some or do burpees or something. The other component that we threw in there last year was with the Elite is we threw in the triathlon, which I think was a big hit for several reasons. Number one, it's on Friday. Um, so it's a little bit slower day. It allows us to really showcase those athletes. These athletes are also their elites by nature. They're, they're regional competitors. They're games competitors. They know, hey, if I want to make it out to the games, you know, and compete out in Carson, I better be good at this kind of stuff because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to swim. I'm going to bike. I'm going to run. I'm going to do stuff in the sand. What we've seen the past couple of years is all those things incorporated. Um, and these these aerosol bites too gave us an awesome way to kind of test that kind of give it a triathlon feel, yet be easier to manage because now we don't have to take up 20 miles of road and have, you know, all these people out in the streets and worried about safety. Oh, yeah. We we throw them in the water, they run up in the beach, they hop on a bike, they're there. You know, so we're still testing who can kind of gut through these X amount of calories and then hop over and finish with a run. So, I mean, I I love the beach, especially for the elite. I love that triathlon aspect of it. because and, And, again, it allows us to kind of, that longer domain, but we don't have to do it on Saturday or Sunday when things are crazy. We can do on we can do it on Friday because that's the only event, that's the only group of athletes going, so we can hit that and we can have a thirty or forty five minute cap simply because they are the only group of athletes going.
1: Yeah. Yep. Eric, if you could change one thing with a snap of a finger about Garage Games One, what would it be?
2: Um well, I think it's the thing that we're going to change this year, which is the time of year. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, bombshell! Yeah, I think uh, so. We're 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 pretty much looking at uh, the the February date. We don't we don't see that happening this year. We want to try something different. So we're looking. We'll wait for the um, the game. Why is that? Well, really, it's because of that bumping into that open schedule. Um, we feel like that time. It's just it's. You know, I think it's limiting. We really think it's limiting.
1: So, But you've been doing this for what? Five years? GG1, five, oh, six years now? Six years. Six, yeah. Six years now? Yeah,
2: so six years in the books, 2010. 11, and it's always been 15, in February. Always been. Ja- end of January a couple times and then beginning of February. Do you think that's going
1: to change? I mean, I'm obviously you think it's going to be a positive change, yeah. so you think it's mainly because of the open?
2: Yeah, I think that. I mean, and we just think that it'd be great for us to try to. Get some more of the outdoor feeling back in that we started with. Because, and we, of,
1: because it's so cold in Sewanee in February.
2: Yeah, it's crazy how cold it's been. I mean, we had the worst. I mean, I know it seems stupid. We're in Atlanta, so if you're in the Northeast, you're like, what? But I grew up in Buffalo, and I know. I'll tell you, man, we had, I, for some reason, we've had the worst weather as far as temperature. It was jinxed. You know it was man, year after year after year, it was. Like year year. It was. Like icy conditions. It was crazy. I mean, it was 16 degrees the start of competition on Team Sunday in 2012. Sixteen. I remember that. Yeah, that was my
1: first experience with Garage yes. Games One. I came up here all. The, I came all the way down from Alabama. I was actually close to Ty down there. Um... At the gym down there And I came up And I remember I was judging The um, It was a clean and jerk ladder I think yeah, is what it was yeah, The yeah. bars were frozen They wouldn't spin yeah. It was literally
2: snowing Yes
1: And um, the Kettlebells
2: yeah. were all frozen To the ground I mean we're like Sitting there <laughs> Trying to chip them up and they got big chunks of dirt stuck to them, like oh, uh, they're they're all different weights right now. I remember
1: that. <laughs> so that's that's a good point though, because 2012, a local competition, had something like that happened at um, the OC Throwdown. Let's just, just we keep going back to them. I hate to say that because like I don't. You know, no, we like him, no, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. But but since we did use that as a point, you think for a showcase something like that probably would have would been killed a detrimental.
2: Them. But the next year, two thousand thirteen, you guys are even bigger. Yeah, and I think you know what's cool about athletes who are just out there in the world, and you know, shout out to Kevin Low. Um, he said this years ago, and we've kind of gone away from this. He said, "Man, the garage games are are on track to do great things because I would much rather." Uh, clean and throw a bar than clean and jerk a bar any day. And that was, we had the clean and throw <laughs> event, right? And you can look back, look at, look for clean and throw garage games on YouTube. I, I did that, I remember that. Yeah, you did that, exactly. And then, you know, we had Sick Fit there doing all this video. And there, I remember, uh, I, I remember that just, Jeremy Thiel was like, man, this is just awesome. These people are throwing barbells <laughs> across a horse <laughs> arena. And it was really, I mean, it With was Eric. cool.
0: Let me go ahead and throw this out there, Eric. I got second in that
2: event behind Schrader, so I was happy Did that. you really? <laughs> Man. Yeah. Oh, and Nate, you're talking about Nate Schrader? Yeah, and that obviously is a kind of event that seems like it would favor a Nate Schrader, right? Big, strong, tall yeah. guy who can throw a barbell. <laughs> so yeah. good job, Ty. Way to go, brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that – I mean, but it, and,
0: and we kind of – Still living in the past. Living in the <laughs> Ordinary. I know. Well, so, I, Can't let it go. Can't wait, Ty, Ty, Ty do, go, huh? we,
1: we need to tell the audience how old are you, Ty?
0: I am thirty-five years old.
1: Thirty-five years which young, which makes you—it so,
0: makes wait, you, which in, in CrossFit years is pretty old now. It's, it's seventy-two. It's
1: seventy-two. Actually, is the way it pretty goes.
0: Pretty much, like there's no it. chance I will <laughs> double the net two. Cool yeah, in my life until I hit masters. I'm eighty, and even then, well, just By no. the time I'm forty, so Ty, yeah, I have these beasts in there.
2: Ty is master's age for the Garage Games Masters Tour, and I was—I wanted Correct. to touch on this briefly because I feel like. This, to me, is the future of of events as well. Yeah,
1: talk about the tours real quick, because we've talked about that. I think it's a cool idea, and I want to get to that. But real quick, before we do that, I want to ask Ty that same question. Ty, if you could change one thing with a snap of a finger about Pensacola Beach Brawl, what would it be?
0: All right, if we could change one thing, and after this, I'm going to have to run, guys. If I could change one thing about the Beach Brawl, it would definitely be the Uncertainty of the weather. The, <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it's one thing that I have absolutely zero control over. You just have to sit back and hope everything, you know, just kind of works out.
1: Hey, here's what's funny. So, here's what's funny is because the, you said the favorite thing, the thing that sets you apart, is also the thing that you wish you could change. Yeah, it's funny. Isn't it? <laughs>
0: absolutely. So, Ty, it's, I think, it's, but, but it's true. I mean, it. The I lose so much sleep over like checking the radar and hoping that it clears out because. I mean, yep. having everything oh, yeah, yeah. outside and then being a total risk for rain or, or elements. Yep. I mean, admin whether it's a, computers and scorecards and bars and you know rig. I mean, there's just so many so, things yeah. that so many things you have, that to have to change, change and yeah. you have to have a contingency plan for yep. if it rains. So, like right now, I mean, we already have contingency wads plan in the event you know if this ha- if this if the water's too rough, we're doing this on Friday. Yeah. If it rains, we're doing this on Saturday. If it rains for teens, we're doing this on... I mean, you have to think about that stuff
2: Yep. because well, Ty, know, last
0: year it happened. There was yes, a, go
2: ahead. There was this thing that, that you know, t- uh, it was a movie from years ago that I think it's just down the street from you. I mean, the Truman Show. Do you remember that? I yeah, mean, like that a f- was in... Uh, fully uh, enclosed... A uh, area. Area. Yeah, right down there. I mean, they have a fully, that a fully enclosed, you know... <laughs> or we can do, set. like me and
1: John North were talking about, we'll just call it the beach brawl. We'll do it in an arena... But we'll set up all the cameras in front of one wall, and we'll just paint it to make it look like the sun's coming over the water. <laughs> Nobody'll know the difference. So, Ty, we, we know we know you got to go, man. I want to give you a chance to plug everything you need to plug. So, um, so um, give, uh, give everybody all the information for the beach brawl and, and all the stuff you got going on, real quick.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, not not too much to plug, really. I mean, we're at the point where registration, um, is, you know, is, is wrapping up. So, like I said, I mean happy to work with you guys, happy to be a part of the series, happy that uh, Garage Athletes is really hooking up our uh, our standards videos. That's something that we, we've we just shot, just the normal, you know, long movement and demo videos in the past, and we're kind of boring. And They're looking pretty Jesse sexy this year.
1: Me. Yeah, they do look pretty yeah, good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Justin reached out to me, and I was like, you know what, dude, that'd be awesome, and, and he's done some great work so far. Just happy to happy to be a part and happy to have you guys on board. And, uh Justin looking forward to seeing you guys in a couple weeks you know it's, it's going to be here before we know it
1: Oh I can't wait man we're going to be um we, we may or may not be drinking mojitos by Sunday.
2: <laughs> so, so, Ty, where do spectators show up? Like, Do they have like a, a set spot where spectators should be focused on getting to? Do they get to a certain parking lot? Or what? Yeah, somebody, somebody was asking me that. What is year, the name of the every beach? Every
0: year on social media, we post a picture of the, uh, the Pittsburgh Beach water tower. It's like a big beach ball. Yep, yep. And instead of listening like a direction, we just take a picture of it and we're like, directions to the beach ball. The beach ball. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it's literally, it's, just it's just look for that and right go in the there. Yeah, if you look for the beach ball, Perfect. the water tower, which is impossible to miss as you come onto the beach, you're good. I mean, yep, yep. there's a huge parking lot. We'll have some stuff. There's a the pavilion area with grassy fields. Justin walked around. He kind of knows what I'm talking about. And then on the beach, too. I mean, it's it's pretty spread out in the open. Yeah, and, and it's right if on the pier. not a bad spot. If you're, if you're a spectator, there's not a bad spot. If you're a vendor, there's not a bad spot. I mean, it's really out in the open. I mean, everything's right there. Cool. So, Ty, do you,
1: do you have a name for the supplement company that you're working on that we can plug real quick or no? Is, is it not to that point yet?
0: We're, we're kind of in the, in the works on that right now. So nothing has been uh, determined or solidified.
1: Okay. So and last T- thing TBA. is – TBA. Oh, TBA. That's the name of the yeah. supplement company. No, <laughs> no, not TBA. Um, TBA <laughs> Supplement. So uh, last yeah. thing, we'll let you go. Um, now, you, you also have your, your scoring tool that you use there. So where can people find more information Correct. about that and that website that you've been developing? Because I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, so what, what I found is that, you know, people, people need a scoring solution. Um, the garage games provide an awesome, uh, registration platform. It's a series. They have a built-in scoring system, which is awesome. Um, but there are, you know, I, I also realize, you know, and this, this could be, get kind of murky. Uh, but I think Eric and, and crew, trust me, there are a whole lot of events out there that, just naturally are not gonna be a part of the series and they need a scoring solution as well. So I you know, yep. it's not something that I ever try to compete with the garage games I try to pull them away and say, No, 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 you need to do this. It's kind of a it's got it's a fact of life. People yep. you know, not totally. everyone is gonna go, you know, we got thirteen thousand affiliates now. I wanna be there for people who, you know, they're gonna they're gonna do a little bit smaller, they're gonna run it themselves, but they still need scoring solution. That's kinda of where I fit in.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Well, it's just like we were talking about with local events and showcase events, and I mean, you yep. know, it's different. It's different niches, right? Yeah, Is that right? Did I say that right niche. So, <laughs> well, man, thank you very much yeah. uh, for coming and, and or you know sitting down and talking with us, man. And uh, I'm excited about these next couple weeks. Um, also, obviously, it. the bar slam fest going on there with John North. So, um, if if you guys want to slam some bars, that'll be going on Saturday. If you're not signed up for the CrossFit event, that's going to be. Super, super fun. It's going to literally be out on the beach. We posted a picture of that. People started freaking out, excited about that. So, And sure. I'm, I'm just really kind of excited to, you know, hopefully by Sunday, like I said, go get the, what are they called? Moscow mules, is that what we were having when I went down there? Oh, yeah. Um, at the, is it yeah, a, casino, be a casino beach bar and grill? Is that what it is?
0: Literally right on the water, right next to the pier. They so.
1: must love you. Yeah. You know,
0: they do. And both days, actually, uh, Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday, they, they have, they're throwing like a, I'm not going to say after party, but they're having like this big old grill uh, cooker with just a bunch of meat. I said, look, you guys, people are going to be starving after the competition, make a bunch of meat and maybe some sweet potatoes, and you won't go wrong. Yeah, so they're, we're going to be sending a bunch of people over there after the event, you know, every day. And they have um, agreed;
1: they have agreed to the five thousand dollars open bar tab that we're going to have, right? Exactly. Yeah, we just that's comp <laughs> <Exactly>. for us. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, Ty. Thank you so much, brother. All right, fellas, yeah, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, I, you too, I need brother. To
0: run, but uh, I enjoy it, Justin. I'll definitely be in touch with you shortly. All right, brother. Take you
1: know, care, take you easy, man. Bye. Bye buddy. So Eric Yeah I'll just um, close up With a series real quick Yeah I want to talk about The yeah. Masters Tour real quick Before we go out Because I, it's something that I don't know Maybe it's a fourth thing As opposed to You know we talk about The local competitions And all this other stuff But I see it um, being Something a lot of di- a little bit different That I've never seen before um, so tell us a little bit about it.
2: Yeah, so the Masters Tour was what you know the first series that we started that was kind of a separate, private little series just for for a certain group of people. So it's five year age divisions, thirty five up uh, to sixty plus currently, and though we've had a few requests for a sixty five cutoff as well, so you know that might happen as well. Um, and, but w- the way I look at it is, it's more of a, a local competition uh, still, but being married to other local competitions. And so what that is, basically each year I come up with three workouts that will be the same workouts for every one of those events. Uh, this year we've got uh, 20, uh, basically 21 events that are happening in the series. And, I mean, they can be hosted by anybody. Um, we give protection, though, so that when we get, um, you know, if we get an area that's not too populated, then we get a, a gym that's going to host, then we're we're not going to let anyone else compete with him. He's going to have that spot. That's his. So that way we have real deep partnerships with these. Yeah, an area like
1: Atlanta where there's like a thousand gyms.
2: Yeah, here we could do multiples here at different locations over the course of the year and it would would make perfect sense still. So but but yeah, but if you're out like, you know, know, Jackson, Mississippi, then we probably just have, you know, one, you know, gym there. Um, Decent sized market, but just not huge like this one. So um, so what's cool about it, though, is that we have the one leaderboard. So you have your own individual leaderboard that you see during your competition, during your event day, and then that populates to the series uh, leaderboard. So um, like yesterday in Colorado, we had the Colorado Pride event. We named them all with this, this pride side to it. So Colorado Pride happened yesterday. Um, so today you'll see Colorado Pride results will be uploading now to the full series, and that will uh, displace people from where they were, you know, some people will, you know, and that's, what's cool about it. So we get people, I've noticed we've had some times where we, you know, kind of check the site stats on that leaderboard. We'll have a weekend where you'll get, you know, a hundred people do an event, but you'll see that leaderboard gets like 5,000 hits because all of these other people are running back over to see what's happened to them. You know, am I still in the same spot? Have they moved me? What's the deal? So, so we're just announcing that Highleet is, uh, has become a sponsor of that master's tour specifically um, they want to get involved more with the masters and, and kind of support that. So it's pretty cool to see that and just to see it grow. And, you know, again, uh, I started GG one because I wanted an outlet for myself and yet I've never been able to compete at it because of the need to, to <laughs> do work. But Andy and I were signed up to compete that first year and it wasn't until like 5am that morning that we realized, we realized it wasn't going to happen. We can't do, we, yeah. <laughs> we have to work. was yeah. <laughs> too much to do. Um, so the Masters tour I really I developed it because I wanted you know another outlet that fit me you wanted to win I wanted to win (laughs) that's what it comes down to so that
1: so that is an actual series and and that's what I think is curious because obviously the garage game it's it's called the garage game series and I think it kind of started out with that and then it grew so big with all these different events it was kind of hard to control and have all them with leaderboard because they're all different events so I think this is to me the way I look at from the outside looking in I'm seeing the Masters tour and things like you've got another one it's called the like a girl tour like a girl so tour. all females yep um so and that yeah.
2: one's, and that one's driven by wildlife so we've uh, we've worked with wildlife and they're going to be kind of taking the lead on that one and driving that like a girl tour um you know they went out and, uh, and trademarked some names to make sure that we could have that because of the the whole the, this, and this is all stemming from that always commercial that came around last super bowl when um, you see these girls up in front of like a green screen or something, and they're basically saying, "Show," you know, then first they're women, or and, and guys too, and they're saying, "Show me throw like a girl," "Show me run like a girl," "Show me," you know, "fight like a girl," and they're doing all this weak, wimpy stuff, right? And I'm and I'm a father of two daughters, so I really liked this when I saw it because I look at my girls, I'm like, "You guys are gonna kick everyone's, man, you're gonna kick their ass. You're you're, you're like top of the world. You're." you're so when they showed these younger girls come up and they said, show me run like a girl and show me punch, they were like serious and intense, right? So that whole like a girl thing is like, when did like a girl become like a sissy thing? So we love that whole idea. Like, man, that's what we're going to do, a like a girl series. So so Olivia and Carol at Wildlife said, yep, we'd love to run with it. So that's just starting to sign up events now. Again, same thing, three uh, workouts, same workouts every year, one leaderboard and you know at the end of the year we're going to hopefully bring more and more notoriety to these people who win and give them opportunities as you know real serious athletes in their specialty
1: well, it gives a chance to for for me Um, And not not blowing smoke up your butt or whatever. But I just... Because I I really, really do think this is a cool idea. Because for me, it's like this... It's graying that area to where, yes, it's a local competition. A master's tour or like a girl competition, if you had at your gym, maybe there's only 20 or 30 people to sign up. Super small. It doesn't get much smaller than that, right? But if you have hundreds of them across the year exactly now it's almost like the open so you get to have this huge source of data a yep right of, you know for people to pull from if, if they're worried about competing as you know as well as they can and and they're actual divisions in themselves so it's not like let's do a competition and we've got all these divisions yeah. it's like no the event is the division like it you've is. got the female Division, obviously, you have different age groups for that, and you have but you have the master's division. That's the master's division. So it, it ends up making the pool as large as it possibly can while still feeling like it's a small local competition, yeah. and that's just a beautiful thing to me.
2: And the necessity was obvious in master's first, right, because you know we've done many master's divisions, but we're never it's able. It's like an afterthought. We're, yeah, but we're never, exactly. You're never able to divide every five years because you've got like four master's that signed up. When you're like, oh, that sucks, you know?
1: Everybody gets a medal.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so we thought, well, you know what? If we do a tour, now it really makes it mean something versus like, oh, I got the first place medal against myself, right? Now you're like, well, maybe at the local event you took first place, but look, you're 15th out of 80, you know, uh, over the, the leaderboard. So yeah, it's know. only
1: and it's only March.
2: Yeah, exactly. You got, all year. <laughs> you got all year for people to keep showing up, and that's cool too because we've had people last year. I had probably six people who did more than one event in the Masters Tour because they wanted to see if they, they could were do in better. first,
1: and then they yeah. <laughs> or they were
2: doing okay, or they just felt like they didn't give their all that day. Old so people
1: are so stubborn.
2: I tell you, man. I tell you, or they were kind of injured because we always are when you're my age, right? Yeah. So they're like, "Well, I was kind of injured, so maybe I should do it again."
1: Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> Yeah, so that's so, cool. I, I like that. And and so where can they go to sign up and learn more about these? If events? you go
2: to uh, the thegaragegames.com, dot com, dot com, and you look to the far right tab on that front page, you'll see Special Series. As you scroll over Special Series, give a little pull down menu, and you can see there's and there's a third one there as well. Which is the uh, the GG uh, National Junior, or me Junior National Champions Tour?
1: So like youth, youth,
2: yeah. Cool. So that's got a few events now that are registering.
1: Did you guys just, just start that recently?
2: Just started that as well. Yep. So the like a girl, and then the GG uh, JNR have both just started. So. Yeah, okay, we're cool. excited about
1: and it. It, and if and if a box wants to host one of these events, do they go to the same place? Yeah,
2: if you go there, if you just reach out, there's we have links to, to email. Uh, if you just do that, or if you just go to the FAQ or the contact us page um, on the Garage Games page, if you just email anyone, it'll end up filtering to the right person. And so. and
1: how does how does that. Um, work for boxes do they just get a percentage of everything that they that they yeah they do. bring in
2: yep they do it's much like what we do with a normal a normal event that partners with us where they get you know the bulk of it goes to them we take a small piece of it and uh in these series we take a little bit of a bigger piece because we're putting a dedicated advertising budget in so like i average event uh, i'll do facebook uh, advertising the average master's tour event we pay about 300 to 400 in advertising for them we want to just oh wow, in the yeah.
1: Well, but, but there so, you go, so, that's marketing. Yep. Realistically, it's free marketing for a gym, yeah, right? Which is, is. probably the main reason they're going to do an event,
2: yeah. They want to draw t- people, get to, exactly, get some attention to yeah, the gym. spectacle and all yeah. that
1: other kind of stuff. And it's a low barrier for entry, yeah, right? Oh, totally. Because it, yeah, I mean, no, you use your gym equipment, and yep. I mean, maybe you have to borrow some extra or something like that. But you've got the registration, you've got the scoreboard, you have the marketing, the standards videos are made every single year, so you yep. can just post that up there there it's exactly. it's a really kind of i don't want to say set it and forget it it sounds like a commercial but, but it is. it's turnkey but for kinda, sure yeah for them.
2: and i send off uh you know we at the beginning of the year i print off uh, hundreds of posters not really knowing how many we're going to need and then i i mail out 20 posters and just, we got some
1: sitting on the desk right here yeah right here
2: exactly <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe i just threw away like probably 200 of these guys over here because you, you, you always
1: buy more than you think you
2: need yeah i don't want to end up saying oh sorry i can't give you any posters <laughs> So, but yeah, so for, for the masters tour, I send out 20 posters ahead of time so that they can then, you know, pass them out to boxes around the area. And, you know, a lot of times they won't go right to the nearby boxes cause they're kind of feeling like competitors, but if they go, you know, an extra 30 minutes out to those boxes, well, yeah, they want to support your event. So
1: cool. Awesome, man. Well, yeah. is there anything else you want to plug or talk about before we I think head that's out? that's
2: it, man. That's good stuff. This uh, is a great opportunity to talk about a lot of things that I think are actually pretty relevant to almost every CrossFitter out there. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you're a CrossFitter, um, you know, you compete every day, right? Yep. So I think competitions are as big of a part of CrossFit as, I don't know, burpees, thrusters. Well, yeah. we can't even say burpees because the burpees weren't even in the Open or Regionals or the Games this year. It was weird. So competitions are bigger weird. than... I don't know. I, don't I know. use
2: burpees a lot. We just had the worldwide wad uh, just yesterday, actually, and we had two of the workouts had burpees Ugh. in it. Yeah,
1: that sounds fun. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Eric, thank you so much for coming out, man. Um, looking forward. I could talk about this stuff, you know, all day. We'll have to do this again soon. Um, also Eric is kind of a nutrition guru and, uh, also doctor of chiropractic, chiropractic, chiropractic doctors. So we'll have to have you on again and talk about some more fun stuff. Um, in the meantime, guys, make sure you go to garage athletes.com as always to get all of our content. We're on all the social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook at garage athletes, Um, If you're listening to this on iTunes, you can go check that out. If you're watching it on YouTube or on our spot there, you can also listen to it on the OAMnetwork.com, who we're partners with for all the audio. Love those guys based out of Memphis. Got a lot of really good podcasts going on. Check them out. And, uh, yeah, go check out the Bar Slam Fest um, October, It's September twenty-six. It's going to be at the Pensacola Beach Brawl with John North, the Attitude Nation. Uh, we're going to slam some bars out on the beach. So, sun, sand, and snatch. I think is going to be the tagline for the weekend there. Um, that that actually that sounds bad. Maybe we won't do that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, absolutely. Go check that out. Um, you can actually find that at the Garage Games. We were working with the Garage Games for that. Um, the GarageGames.com under Olympic lifting bar slam fest and we are going to be putting out a coupon code, a last chance. We had a couple spots open back up. We've got only five spots left. So get a last chance code. We're going to do bar slam last chance 30. That's all caps bar slam last chance 30 (laughs) B-A-R-S-L-A-M-L-A-S-T-C-H-A-N-C-E. Did I spell that right? It's pretty straightforward. I think that so. sounds and good then, to me. And then 30. Type that in, you're going to get 30% off registration. You need to do it now because there's only 5 spots <coughs> excuse me, left available for that code. So, um man, that's it. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I I can't really say bye to Ty cuz he already left. <laughs> I'll call him back I'll say and come by for, later. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Goodbye. So and we will see you on the next
2: one. Awesome.
0: Garage Athletes is produced in partnership with theoamnetwork.com
2: and garageathletes.com.